Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Why do you think it's hot in here? It's never hot in here unless you're in here. It's, you are the one who heats this thing up. I wonder if it's like some sort of disorder. Of course it is. I mean, how many? Yeah, a million of them. I could, I could wear shorts 365 days a year. For sure. Oh, yeah. Your daughter always asks me, why do you wear shorts in the winter? I can't believe no one's ever taken my wisdom. When it's a non-snowy day, no matter how cold it is, chances are it's going to be very wet outside, right? Because there's snow melting or there's snow on the ground or the snow has already melted. Regardless, it's wet. Yes, it is wet. So when you walk outside, your shoes and your pants are going to get wet. Therefore, I wear shorts to actually keep me warmer because if I'm going to go inside, I'd rather have shorts and not wet pants. Yeah. I mean, there's there's wisdom there. I've seen a lot of uh, heavy uppers with shorts on in the wintertime wandering around. People who have taken your advice on that. Hey, take my advice. Go to the Florence Coffee Company Indeed. right now. Go to a Florence Coffee Company kiosk. You can stay up late. You can sleep in. There's not a lot going on tomorrow in the morning, okay? Or maybe you're going to go to Snowball, whatever it is. Go skiing out there. Lost Trail. All right. Or wherever you are across the state. Whatever you're up to, get yourself some coffee from a Florence Coffee Company coffee kiosk right now, just like I have. And uh, make yourself feel better and enjoy your Friday night. Uh, Coulter, I don't know uh, what the situation is in uh, Bozeman right now at your brother's house. We've never done this before. You don't know that I'm doing this, but I feel I don't know why I'm feeling this right now. I want to shout out Ellis, my guy Ellis over there. He is probably our most most faithful listener. Certainly our most faithful under five year old. You know, you got, <laughs> we're doing like Under Armour, where it it doesn't matter if the adults like it. If the kids love it, then they grow up and then they take over. Eventually, right. they're coming right. for your job. So, Ellis, my guy, hope you're doing great, bud. Uh, Colter, the Montana Grizzlies uh, went to uh, Pocatello 
uh, had a 14-point lead in the first half, ended up having a 12-point lead at the break, uh, 41-29, great half defensively. Saeed Pridgett only played nine minutes in the first half, was sitting for long stretches. Prior to the game, was in full, you know, not just like warm-ups, but like sweatshirt, hood-up type of deal. I don't I don't know that he came down with something, but I am speculating that he did. He did play and even played down the stretch in the second half, but certainly did not play nearly as much as he is accustomed to. And frankly, when he was on the floor, it it looked like he was laboring, man. I mean, he had he he was he was not his normal sort of fluid self out there. And yet, even with him only playing nine minutes in the first half, the Grizzlies against Idaho State had a had a nice lead. They actually were ahead by like eleven. Couple of subs came in. Eddie Egan, Yagi Selchuk. There's a foul on a three point shot that sent an Idaho State player to the line for three, a turnover, and then quickly they kind of switched things around and brought brought some other guys back in. Saeed Pridgett, by the way, 29 total minutes, but tw- all, all of the second half, basically, he was out there. So I'm not exactly sure what was going on in the first half, but the Grizzlies were in. In shape, in business, and you looked like, okay, you know, Montana's in in line to, you know, come away and 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 you know have a have maybe a comfortable victory on this thing. Not so fast. Idaho State absolutely uh, came out of the break on fire. Did a great job. Were the more energized team in the first half of the second half, if I can say it like that. The th- it would be nice if it was quarter, so I could describe it easier. It's, it's, one, of the huge, it's one of the big changes that the, the men's game needs to make. I think they should. I think it's it should been, be it's four been quarters, yes. Awesome for the women's mm. game. It's been exceptional. It There's all sorts of varying levels of coaching, all sorts of varying strategies when it comes to rotations, but the thing that I've noticed is just, the first of all, the game flows way better when there's quarters. Because 20 minutes is just so long. A 10-minute thing, you can manage the scope of a 10-minute deal. But then also you get a break, so then runs are more prevalent in the quarters. And then I also think that it cuts down on some of these nonsensical rotations that some of these less-than-stellar coaches use. That You can just rotate a lot easier yeah. in the span of a quarter because you know you have a for-sure break coming up. I, I just think that it's basketball at every level of uh, and all across the world is played with quarters except in one area, and that's men's college basketball in America. Now, I realize with the, the, the shot clock and everything, you get a lot of quote-unquote buzzer beaters, but to add two to the to the – to the actual time is winding down last shot tape scenario. I think add something to it anyway. But in any case, Idaho State came all the way back and tied the basketball game. Coulter having been down 12. I don't believe they ever took a lead in the in the second half, but they drew all the way back to even. Then Montana started to kind of stretch the thing back out. And then down the stretch, an, an unbelievable sequence where Montana is up by one. And Idaho State has the ball. I think either missed a shot or a free throw. And Idaho, and Idaho State gets an offensive rebound, and the guy who rebounded the ball is standing on the block all by himself alone with a putback. He can't use the glass because he's too far down towards the baseline. But it's a, it's a three-footer. And Coulter... Straight alligator arm airball. I mean, airballed the thing. And there was defenders coming, but he, he just clearly, like... Got rushed and a little panicked in the moment to actually take a lead with what was about seven seconds to go, six seconds left, and, and I mean he just he missed everything, and here comes you okay? Yeah, I don't want you to. I want you to, you know 
Hurt yourself here. Uh, Josh Vasquez comes up with the rebound or maybe the outlet pass and takes off down the floor, gets fouled with three seconds to go. His only two points, the last two of the game where he makes both free throws and a half quarter was not to be for Idaho State to, to try and tie the thing at the buzzer. Give the Bengals credit. They they came out and they pushed Montana in this thing. And I, I'm i not going to sit here and say whether, you know, well, Montana gave it away, Idaho State played great, whatever it was. It was yet another one possession, very close shot at the end of the game type of contest again in the big sky. Uh, and it wasn't even the closest of the two games involving Montana teams last night. Uh, but but at the end of the day, the Grizzlies are 7-1 and one, heading to Ogden, Utah, and got to be feeling, again, very good about themselves overall in uh, with, a, with a win in, in, in Pokey. Are the Grizz the best team in the big sky? Talent-wise, I'm not sure. They are the, could be. Are, are, are the Grizz the playing the best in the Big Sky right now? Also could be. I don't think this group Montana team is playing as well as they could play. Sure. But they're playing pretty well. They're playing as well as anybody else. But does Montana know how to win better than anybody else in the Big Sky? Absolutely. After the Montana-Montana State games went final last night, now we have 16 games decided by three points or less in the Big Sky Conference so far this year. And the reason that the Cats are in the mix despite having a new head coach and the reason that the Grizz are atop the league despite unloading one of the great senior classes in school history is because of their ability to win close games. Montana yeah. State now is 5-2 and two in two-point games. They've played seven two-point games already. How crazy is that? And they've won five of them. They've lost twice in conference, though, too, in a one-score game. Yeah. So, but they're getting it down to the very end. And it really, honestly, it doesn't really matter what your weaknesses are and what your holes are. And it honestly really doesn't matter how you play the first 39 minutes unless it's a catastrophe. It's all about how you play in the last two minutes. And both of these teams are playing well in the last two minutes. But I thought Montana particularly... It was certainly a tale of two halves. Idaho State shot, I think, 37% in the first half. Montana shot almost 62%, and then it flipped. Montana couldn't break 40% after halftime, and Idaho State shot the lights out, especially for that middle period where they cut what was, I think the lead got all the way up to 13, maybe even 14, and they cut it all the way back down to two and then kept it as a one-possession game all the way down the stretch. And you talked about the final sequence. It was Tariq Cool who missed the free throw, and then... Chidi Undangu got the rebound, missed it, and then Josh Vasquez goes down. But first and foremost, you got to give Vasquez a ton of credit because he's a guy that's been in a ridiculous shooting slump. I mean, it's it's crazy. He can't get the lid off the basket. He did not make a field goal in this game. He only took two shots. Uh, but but yeah, Josh Vasquez right now is shooting fourteen percent in conference play. He's five of thirty-five from the floor. He is zero of eighteen. From beyond the arc. Josh, but, take heart. 11% better than my career shooting percentage. But, but he's 4 of 4 at the free throw line, including hitting two game ceiling, it, the game ceiling free throws last night, and he did it once earlier this year as well. And, so and he's ready ironic. to go yeah. with two seconds left, <laughs> even if he can't. And I'm not trying to bag on the kickers. I think Josh Vasquez, with the exception of shot making, has been exceptionally good. Really he, good defender, he's, really good passer. He's really good at everything. He yeah. understands the game really well. Yeah. You feel bad for the kid. It's just one of those deals where there's just a lid on the basket. Once he hits one, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Once he hits one, he'll probably hit two or three in a game. Yeah. He's getting good looks. He's just, I mean, I think he shot 10 in a row where it's been like right off the front of the rim. You know, he's just barely not getting it. But regardless, 
in this league with the margin of error being so small and it coming down to the last minute, to me, this has nothing to do with anything besides mentality. It has to do with knowing how to win. And that's one thing. I will give the Grizz three seniors so much credit. You mentioned Side Pridget struggled in the first half. Kendall Manuel didn't shoot the ball well, still ended up scoring 21 points. Led the Grizz scoring. And Jared Samuelson continues to pick his spots, and he's scoring in bunches, which then makes the other team adjust. Like last night, he scored 13 of, what did he finish with, 16? 16. He scored 13 of those in the first 10 minutes. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Montana found a weakness in the painted area with him and Mac Anderson, and they just went down low, and there was zero answers defensively for Idaho State early in this game, and they just kept going in, going in, and just, I mean, it was old school, straight post up, and it was easy money for, for, for the bigs for the Montana Grizzlies. You're right, Idaho State had to adjust and eventually did. But you forced them to do that, right? You forced them to, to do something they weren't game planning or necessarily preparing to do in the moment, and that's obviously to your advantage, whatever team can force that. I want to talk about this element for a second. I, I think that I've been thinking about the question of why does the league seem more even this year than it has in the past? And I think part of it is just because of the departure of all the great players that we've had in the league, not just last year, but the last couple of years. I mean, if you go back to two years ago, Bogdan Blizniak was an all-time great player. He was the leading scorer in the history of the yeah. conference when he graduated from That's Eastern right. Washington. I mean, Jeremy Sanglin, Joel Ballenboy, Jake Wiley, a bunch of dudes who are NBA caliber. I mean, in the big sky, if you're going to the G League or getting a two-way contract, that's about as good as you're going to get. Or grad transferring to Gonzaga like Geno Crandall did. Right. Um, you know, Quentin Hooker's playing in the G League. There's a lot of guys that were pros. And I think that, not having that star power, it makes everybody rise or maybe even fall. Some rise, some fall to a similar level. But the other thing that I think here is there's been some programs in this league that have had great talent and dysfunctionality or how hard they play is so varied mm-hmm. on a given night. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference that we're seeing right now. More is consistency that Southern and Utah, effort. Southern and Utah has has they keep going the transfer route, but they are not. They didn't bring in seven guys this year. They brought in three, so there's a little bit more continuity there. So they don't have to feel their way out. NAU, I, I don't know. We loved Jack Murphy in terms of dealing with him from a media perspective. He was great on this show. He was always he answered his phone whenever we would call him. He gave me all sorts of interviews all the time, but his teams were the most inconsistent in terms of effort. They had they had dudes. 
Yeah. But some nights they would look great, and some nights they would look like they were asleep. Yeah. And he was playing hard every night now. That's a difference. Idaho. I mean, Idaho had all the dudes a couple years ago, and when they are at their best, they're beating the best team in the league in Montana. But then they also just completely did not show up to the Big Sky Tournament. And done, yeah. And so I, I think that just having interim voices at some of these schools and having a couple other programs like Portland State that has a coach that they're now used to, like it's Barrett Peary's program now at Portland State, now that he's three years in. It's Jeff Linder's program now at Northern Colorado. So I just think that the stability at some of the middle-of-the-road schools in the Big Sky, combined with the energy that the four new coaches have brought, mm-hmm. I think that the effort has been better even if the talent isn't as good. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, the other game last night uh, for a, a Montana, a state of Montana men's basketball team was the Bobcats, who went to Weber, Ogden, where they haven't won since 2009. And by the way, most teams that have gone to Ogden over the last decade plus have lost uh, when they've been playing at Weber State. But guess what? Not last night for Montana State. Monta- this was an unbelievable deal. I mean, I, I haven't seen a team where it was like, wow, this team's going to win. And you felt like you're like 90% this team's going to win. And then 90% the other team's going to win. And then back again. I mean, it was it was uh, uh, a pretty amazing, I don't know, the, the sequence of events throughout the course of this basketball game. But Montana State is up five with about 30 seconds left. Weber State is kind of on their last leg and get a huge three to go down to make it a two-point game. But it's still two points, Montana State, with the ball, with the second-best free-throw shooter in the league and a 90% free-throw shooter in Harold Frey. Gets the ball, fouled on, you know, essentially on the inbounds pass with two, uh, 22 seconds left. And Harold Frey goes to the line, doink, doink, misses them both. I mean, that's a, I, I, you tell me the last time Harold Frey went to the line for two guaranteed shots and missed both of them. I mean, it doesn't happen. I don't think it's, I don't actually know if it has happened in his college career. It, it may not, I mean, it, it truly may not have. He, he's that proficient as a free throw shooter. And all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness. And of course, what do you do? Well, you give it to the guy who's having the night of, well, not, you know, an, another outstanding night. Jarek Harding goes coast to coast with the and one foul, scores his 31st point to the old, you know, the, the old fashioned way, finishing the three point play. So back to back three point possessions and an empty possession on the free throws, a six nothing run in the course of about 15 seconds for Weber State. And they're up one with 15 seconds left to go. And you go, oh my goodness, now Montana State has to score a bucket. And, you know, can they get it when they have to get it? And they absolutely did. And who was the guy that made it happen? Harold Frey. I mean, yep. he drew three or four guys, dropped a beautiful pass off for Amin Adamu, who went up and had, I mean, had an uncontested lay-in with four seconds to go. It was it was absolutely him by himself, puts it away. And a, a half-court shot that looked like it might go for Weber State went rim, back iron, backboard, and out. And Weber State, uh, I mean, a very tough pill to swallow. That that's a that is a crushing loss, not just because of the loss and what it does to your record where you're at right now, but at home in a game where, oh my goodness, maybe we did get this thing—a game that they were up, you know, big at halftime. Weber State looked like they were in control of this game. They were up 12 with eight minutes to go in this basketball game, uh, and then Montana State 
was able to come out and score, I think, go on like a 13-2 run or something like that in the span of about three or four minutes to put this game back sort of knotted up where it stayed for the remainder of that basketball game. But it was uh, 35-28. So it's just a seven-point game at halftime, but in favor of the Wildcats. And again, they extended that thing out in the second half. But if you're Montana State, thrilling. I mean, if you saw the video of of – uh, uh, Coach Sprinkle going into the locker room and they're jumping around and throwing the water and some of that is the new school of we're going to have fun we're going to enjoy it when it goes our way and also I mean for, uh, they haven't won in Weaver State in over a decade mm-hmm. and that was a tournament game I mean it wasn't even I mean it's better obviously to win a tournament game but in, a, in just their regular season visits to to Ogden they have absolutely gone over so a very tough and bad, uh, just a tough way for that to go for Weber State. But for Montana State, they all of a sudden got to feel right back on top after after a couple very tough losses. It's it's funny because what Coach Sprinkle said in the post game really resonated because he said he said first of all. When Jarek Harding let go of that half-court shot, I thought, well, we deserve one because we won at UNC Greensboro earlier this year on Harold Frey's three-quarter court shot. If and that one goes down, it. all right, that's the way it goes. We'll <laughs> take one for the other. Call her good. But then he also mentioned how it's not even the way you execute in the last four minutes or two minutes. Sometimes it really just comes down to the possession count and who has the ball last. Mm-hmm. Who's actually better, Montana State or Portland State? Who knows? Because Harold Frey hit what would have been the game-winning shot with right. nine seconds to go in Bozeman. Holland Woods scores with 1.5 seconds left. Portland State wins by one. It's the same thing in Ogden last night. Jared Harding makes the play that you expect your star player to make to put you up one with 14 seconds left. 14 seconds too many. Adamu scores with three seconds left. Montana State wins. So it's, it's crazy. I think on one hand, what I said about the Grizz, the fact that they – are finishing games so proficiently. But also, like last night, it wasn't necessarily actually that the Grizz were the fierce closers. Mm-hmm. They just had the ball the very end. But you mentioned the guy who blew the bunny. It's because Idaho State doesn't know how to close the game. Right. And that's the concerning part with Weber is that you'd expect from a, uh, such a good program that they would be able to hang and uh, be able to c- convert in these sorts of situations, and they haven't. Here's the records for Big Sky teams in one-possession games. Eastern Washington's 3-0. Northern Colorado, to their credit, has only played one one-possession game. Mm-hmm. They are 1-0. Montana is 3-1. Montana State is 5-2. The seven by the Bobcats, totally indicative to the way that Danny Sprinkle is making making this team operate games. They're getting it down to the wire and then seeing what happens in the last 30 seconds. Right. So Utah's four and two, Sac State two and two, Portland State one and one, Idaho State one and one, NAU one and two. So all those are are good. Even if you're just one and one, that's that's good. Or above five hundred in these ter- sorts of situations, good. The last two teams are the reasons those are the last two teams. Weaver State's one and four, and Idaho is one and five. Those two teams are in last place. That's why. Period. That's it. Yeah, it's a, it's a hundred percent about the close games. That's it, and that's all. By the way, Montana goes to seven and one. Montana State gets back to 500. They are 4-4. Four and four. And here's what's crazy. There are a handful of teams, Weber State, Sac State, Montana State, Montana, who have played eight games in the Big Sky Conference. Portland State's already played nine. Mm-hmm. There's also a bunch of teams who played six games. Right. Including everybody who's in second place right now at 4-2, and two, Eastern, Northern, and Southern Utah. There's only three games last night. There's only three games last night. Because there's, right. there's a bunch of Saturday Mondays coming up that yep. don't include the Cats and the Grizz That's for right. the first time. That's right, because they have... 
the the long week next week getting ready for each other. Um, so, you know, it's too early to sit here and, and say, well, from here to the end of the regular season, everybody else has two more games. Almost everybody else has two more games to play than Montana and Montana State. That's good for the Cats and the Grizz. But there may come a stretch where, let's put it like this, it's better to start off with the 4-8 and eight than to finish with the 4-8. and eight. That's that's what I'm saying, yeah. especially when you're heading into a tournament where there are no days off, where you got to go back to back to back to back until you lose or win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that's the one of the biggest points to get attention that coaches have too. Yes, it, 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 with this neutral site, most coaches have been in favor of it. The coaches that would have been in the mix to host the tournament haven't been as is in as, as big a favor yeah. of it. But the uh, Travis Dekeer's talked about this. What's the fairness in making a team that's the number one seed play three games in three days? Right. You got to start the tournament a day earlier so you can give them an extra day off or something. So I mean, I, I it all it all needs a hard look. It all needs a hard look. It's two telling the one is one two nine ESPN Radio. Take a quick break. On the other side, Randy Ray, the head coach at Weber State, the longest tenured coach in uh, men's basketball in the Big Sky Conference. We will talk to him uh, about his team, where they're at right now, and a bunch of stuff about a very interesting year already in the Big Sky Conference right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Going out to the Rangus Brothers RV phone line, we welcome in the man who is the longest-tenured head coach in the men's uh, side of things in the Big Sky Conference, the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, Randy Ray. Coach Ray, thanks so much for being back with us today, especially in between games. We really appreciate it. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Hanging in there. But, yeah, everything's everything's going fine. Well, good. Well, we appreciate you being here with us. And, Coach, obviously last night, I mean, what a game. And then, you know, another just unbelievably close game in, in the Big Sky Conference. And you come out on the short end of it. How do you get your team to turn around, especially now with an opportunity maybe ahead of you to face the Montana Grizzlies? And and, uh, and maybe, you know, if you're able to get it tomorrow night, say, hey, guys, look at this is This is where we can start rolling. Well, you hope to get to that point, um, but you know all you can do is just uh, you know you can't live in the past. You got to live in the moment, and you know we've had we've had two or three of those really close games in the Big Sky. Probably four of those games that we probably could have won and lose at the end. And and uh, you know one thing that we we've, we've always talked about around here is we got two goals, and one is get better every day and just go try to win your next game. And uh, and it's been you know no more no more so true this year for our team we've had to bounce back from some tough ones and uh so all you can do is get better today in practice and go try to win your next game and just live in the moment and uh, our kids have done that you know they've been pretty resilient you know we've dealt with a 
a ton of adversity with all the injuries we've had this year, and it's been crazy. And we've uh, we still don't have a starting lineup set. I think we've started 13 or 14 different starting lineups. Uh, we still don't have a rotation set yet because we've had so many guys coming and going and out and injured, and we haven't got any momentum. We just haven't been able to get, gain any momentum with all the uh, moving parts. So, but it's a resilient group. I like our group. They play really hard, and uh, we're just having to rely with all the with all being banged up. We've had to rely on freshmen to play too many minutes, and we've had, a lot of times we have two freshmen on the court trying to win the game for us at the end. So it's been a little bit rough, but but our guys have bounced back and play hard. Well, Coach, I, I want to touch on that very thing, though, because you have absolutely been through the ringer from an injury standpoint. Even though you've gotten you know, Jarek Harding back and Cody John, you have had a ton of really young guys playing a lot of minutes. And so when all of these games seem to be coming down to the wire, I mean, it just takes time, right, for the young guys, especially freshmen, to learn how to win or to execute in the moment or to do the thing. How, how much of, of a learning curve is that for guys when they're in their you know, freshman, sophomore years to get to a point where they can consistently sort of handle the moment in the right way when it's coming down to it? Well, we didn't plan on it being that way, obviously. Right. You know, I, have, uh, I have three freshmen that play a lot for us, but I was planning on them, you know, coming off the bench, getting a few minutes, spelling the older kids. And as it turned out, you know, we lost our starting power forward the second game of the season. So now we have to move one of our guards to the power forward spot. And then we had another injury where all of a sudden now we're playing two and three freshmen on the court a lot. And a lot of, a lot of times we have two of them on the court at the end of the game trying to win the game. And it's almost like you need them to do more than what they're capable of doing because they're not ready yet. And it uh, it takes time, you know. They, they got to go through some tough experiences before they really get better, you know. Um, so it, it's a big learning curve. And, uh, you know, people have said, well, I guess it's going to bode well for the future for those freshmen, but, but we need them now. <laughs> right. We have no choice. We right. don't have enough guys. And, but it takes a while. And they, but we've seen good moments from them, too. But, you know, like I said, in a perfect world, what we thought was, those guys would be coming off the bench and playing a few minutes here and there when they're forced into, you know, and, and the other thing with our league, our league is very old this year, very old, wherever you go, teams are really old. And, uh, so we're trying to, you know, those young guys are having to go against a lot of seniors and juniors and make plays to win games. And it's just been hard for them, but it's not just that too. It's just the whole chemistry thing because we've had so many starting lineups and guys don't know if they're starting or coming off the bench and, it's a it's a rhythm thing too, you know. I think those, those freshmen would have played, uh, and they're playing pretty well. But they'd have played much better had they been coming off the bench and not being counted on quite so much. Coach Coulter, who wanted us here, thanks for being with us. Um, last night, Montana played a one possession game against Idaho State. You guys play a one point game against Montana State. There's been now 16 one possession games in the Big Sky Conference already, and then another six that were decided by four points. So you've got 22 of the 40 league games so far been decided by four points or less. That's crazy. I know the league has been pretty uh, a lot of parity and, and and evening out in the last couple of years, but it seems like it's more even than ever. What's your analysis of the league right now, and how important is it to figure out how to win these close games? Well, I, it's very it's very the parity is incredible, and there's not a lot of separation between teams, top to bottom. It doesn't matter. All 11 teams. You know, I, I said before the season, there's no game is safe. You better come to play, whether you're home or on the road. You better come to play, or else you're going to lose the game uh, because it's that even. And uh, but uh, it is—it's been crazy that way. Been made for a lot of exciting games, 
and you got to figure out you know how to win close games. You, you just do. And what I'm seeing is the teams with uh, the more experienced teams, the older teams, they're finding ways to win. You know, uh, Montana's a great example. You know, they got uh, with Saeed and uh, uh, Manuel, you know, those two, they're two of the best players in the league, but those guys have been through the wars. And, and uh, they, you know, Saeed kind of wills them to win. He's used to winning and knows what it takes to win. And uh, uh, he helps everybody else understand to win. And so I think the older teams are, are the ones that are, but there's a lot of old teams in our league, you know. Um, so that's why you've seen a lot of close games. Randy Ray joining us. He's the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats men's basketball team. Uh, he hosts the Montana Grizzlies tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in Ogden, Utah. You mentioned some of the veteran guys in the league, and it's true there is a lot of senior-laden teams in the league. Is there any other reason you can point to why it seems like it's even more even this year than before? I mean, do some of the new coaches that have come in the league have any influence on this, or what, what, what are the factors that have made the playing field seem like it's leveled out so much? I think everybody's got good players. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody, you know, there's not a lot of teams in our league that recruit freshmen. You see a lot of transfers, a lot of JUCO kids, uh, a few grad transfers here and there. Uh, Portland State, I think, has four or five grad transfers. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when, you, when every team has pretty good players and they're old and experienced, it makes for a balanced situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, oh, definitely. Uh, and that's that's kind of what it looks like to me. And everybody's got good players. And I think you know some of the new coaches are doing a really good job. You know, Danny's doing a good job at Montana State. And, uh, the guy at Northern Arizona is doing a really good job. But you know, they also took over some veteran teams and uh, and brought some you know had some guys there that were ready to go. And it's helped him. But yeah, the new coaches have done a good job. The guy at Idaho is doing a really good job in a tough situation. And they got good players. <laughs> I mean, you guys saw it. They got pretty good players, and so and they're old. Um, so I think that's I think it's a little bit of both. You got good coaches. This league's got really good coaches. It's become a very veteran league, and there's a lot of teams just don't recruit a lot of freshmen anymore. They, you know, I know Montana takes a few freshmen. We've taken a few freshmen. Now we're going to change that next year, but um, but it's hard to it, it's hard to compete when you if you have to rely on too many of those young guys. Coach, I know that right now at two and six, it's not where you wanted to be or had envisioned it. That said, whether you're on the top of the league, bottom of the league, whatever, it's all about three or four days in Boise, Idaho, in March, right? So when when you take yeah. a look at what the Big Sky Conference is in a one bid league, and then really it's all about the conference tournament, how much do you try and imbue that into your team to say, hey, what we are here to do is build to this moment and see what sort of run we can go on when we have you know grown as a group, especially the young guys. Yeah, no, we, we don't talk about it a lot, but I just keep telling you, our best days are ahead of us. I mean, we God knows we haven't peaked yet. Um, we just haven't had the, the guys together, you know, our, our team together enough, and sure. we're still not together enough uh, to get our whole team back together to, to, to play as well as we want to play. Like I said, we're still trying to figure out starters and rotations. and Who's going to play? You know, we can't really practice right now because – Jarek Harding's playing at about 70%. Cam Davis, is, his knee pops out every day, and he needs about two or three days to – anyway, but that is part of it. Now, I have told our guys this. We're going to be playing our best basketball uh, in February when it gets closer to the tournament time. That's when we're going to – if we can stay healthy, you know. We've got to stay healthy. But 
or, or get healthy, I should say. But, yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. I'm not concerned about right now. I'm not concerned about record. I'm not concerned about, you know, we've been dealt a tough hand, and uh, we're, we're dealing with adversity. But understand this. We are going to stay together. We're going to get better every day. And come February, uh, we're going to start playing our best basketball, and then anything can happen. Last question for you then, Coach. I know Montana-Weber State has been a rivalry in this league for a long time, That probably the two premier programs in the history of the Big Sky Conference. And I know that your guys always get up for this game. I know the Montana guys always look forward to this game as well. Last time you guys played in the Big Sky Tournament and Montana won in resounding fashion. But what is the scout on the matchup tomorrow, the first matchup of the season between Montana-Weber State? Well, you know, they're really good. And uh, I knew they would be because of Saeed. I think he's the best player in the league most versatile, hardest guy to guard. And uh, I, I'm just guessing. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing he's a great leader. And uh, and then you had, you know, Manuel in there, too, who's playing at a very, very high level. Uh, he's been playing terrific. Um, and I thought the uh, the Samuelson kid that they picked up, you know, he's, he's added a weapon, that three-point shooter. He's added a big weapon. But, um, you know, I, I just I like how they play. Uh, they're athletic. Um, they play good defense. You know, they run good stuff for their personnel. Uh, Travis does a really good job coaching them. And uh, I think those – and Timmy Falls has been had a big impact on them too, you know. Uh, those are four veteran guys that, that have, uh, you know, three of those guys are used to winning, and, and they kind of got that, that winning mode. They know how, what it takes to win, and, and you can see how they play. They play with great confidence. They got some swagger to them. And uh, uh, that's why you can see them winning a lot of close games. But – I really like their team a lot. I think they're playing really well. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup for us. Um, but we're going, to, we're going to come out and play hard, get after them, and see what we can do. I still got to find out. I'm not sure if we're going to have uh, – we might have a couple guys not available to play tomorrow. I'm still trying to figure that out. So hopefully we can get those guys here and play and, and go from there. But uh, it's always a fun game to play against those guys. You know, I got great respect for – for Montana and Travis and all the coaches that have come through there and the program. And, um, you know, this year we're, we've taken some, some licks, you know, we've had some bad circumstances, but, um, but it's still a fun game to play. Guys really look forward to it. Well, coach, we appreciate you being here. Tell Jarek that if he, if he ever wants to trade uh, 70% and 31 points nonetheless for a radio job, that I will switch that <laughs> yeah. out with him in a second. Okay. He can come do the, have a great radio career. I tell you what, he is one tough little sucker. Now he's got he's got he's got issues all over the place, and he never complains. He never says a word, and uh, he just gets into therapy. And every day, all day long, all he does is therapy and try to get his body ready for the next one. And never says a word. He just goes out and plays. Yeah. Well, he's as fun a player to watch as there is in the league. It has been for several years. I mean, I I I love watching Jared Harding. It just can't miss basketball. Yeah, yeah, he is fun to watch. He's fun to coach. He's a great kid. He works his ass off. He's he's competitive and a uh, uh, great kid, high-character dude, and uh, I love him to death. It's been fun to coach him. I, I feel bad for him this year because, you know, senior year and he's dealing with all this health stuff and our team's gotten screwed up because of all that stuff. And uh, But you know what? He just keeps plugging away. Got a good attitude, and he keeps coming to work every day. Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate you for coming on. You're good to do it in between two Montana games here, so we, re- we really appreciate the time, and, and best of luck tomorrow and the rest of the way, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Coach. Randy Ray, head coach of the uh, 
Weber State Wildcats. And it is. I mean, like, look, man, you can talk, you, you know, at some point, the first time I ever heard next man up was Ray Lewis. And when Ray Lewis says it and it's the first time you ever heard it, you go, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the mentality right there. And then it just spreads and spreads. And then at some point, like, well, no. No, it's not next man up. It's your starting four who is a transfer who's going to be, you know, a potentially all-conference player. He's not playing this year for you, and that is a problem. But now a guy, a kid who's, you know, 18, who has never, you know, now he's the guy. And for as much impact as one player makes in, a, in basketball, I mean, it, it, it is a reality of the thing. That said, I mean, again, Jarek Harding, Cody John, these are two of the, 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 the top 10, 12 players in the league. Jarek Harding's one of the top three players in the league, if 100%. And uh, and so there's still opportunity, man. I mean, uh, that's the thing to me about Weber State is that they're still, uh, as they go, if they can improve and obviously get and then stay healthy, this is a team that that is always going to be a nightmare to play. I mean, just just is going to be. So, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. But you can hear it. I mean, it's it's a... Uh, Ray Ray is not used to being two and six. Okay, well, that's and, not and, even and, used to. It's not. It's never happened before. That's right, that's it's right. a brand it's new experience for him. And so, and it's not. It's it's clearly one that's been you know tough. And I think last night. I mean, gosh, that's that's a tough one to be on the wrong side of, especially when your season's gone the way it, it, it's gone. You know, it's two tell Nuwana's one or two nine ESPN Radio. It's a quick break. Come back. Some potpourri. Quinn Wolferman. What he do? Well, went to the X Games. That's pretty good. Next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Hey, wanted to point this out. This was cool. Quinn Wolferman. You know who Quinn Wolferman is? Maybe you don't. You will. You should. Missoulian, a proud Missoulian. And uh, born and raised or grew up here. I think he was born in Missoula. Anyway, but uh, he has been on the Dew Tour a long time. He is in, uh, what do they call it, slope style skiing. He was the first alternate to last Winter Olympic Games. Were those in Korea? Was that the Korean uh, the the Pyeongchang games was that the most recent Winter Games? I forget Coulter, or was there another one since then? Man, so, when was Rush Sochi? Sochi must have been f- six years or five or six years ago. So this was the Winter Game. Anyway, mm, Sochi might have been the most recent one. Because remember Maggie Voison, yeah, Olympian from Whitefish, who we went golfing with. She was talking about Sochi and Russia and 
and she's no more than 22 years old. So it must have been the most yeah, recent Olympics going- that she was in. Because she, well, it's not too though, because she's been to two Olympics. She has. In any case, uh, they took they took the top three. Quinn was number four, so he did not make the 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 Olympic team, uh, which was you know has got to be disappointing to be the first one out on going to the Olympics. But he did make his X Games debut last night in ski knuckle hook, which is a brand new uh, event. How does that work? So seems to sound safe. It's. Uh, it it's it's super safe if you know what you're doing. Uh, you know the big air that they got with the giant deal, and you go flying and doing the thing. Sure. So over the course of time, they've developed a new deal where instead of going off the big jump, you don't. You go to the side of it, and then you get like a little mini air and do like a a, a ski tap. Or you butter, they call it, they butter the top, the crest, the knuckle of the jump, and then you jump again. So it's like a kind of a two for one deal. And, uh, and you know, you do a, a 520 in to a buttery seven out with a flipsies. You know, I think that's a, the uh, technical terms that they're using on these things. Anyway, as an eight person event, there's not first second. I mean, they have it ranked first through eighth, but it's only there's just a winner, gold medal, done, deal. It's not even a scored event. It's just the, the judges sort of keep an ongoing rank, and they just keep going up and down for 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. It's actually a really fun event to watch, and he was outstanding. He was in second place for the majority of it and then ended up uh, finishing in third. But making a next game's debut on primetime ESPN television last night, it's 20... Two or three years of age, I think Quinn is, figured, you know, tip of the cap, tip of the cap to a Missoulian who's out there getting it done and coming up in the, uh, well, he's, I mean, coming up, he's arrived on the uh, national global stage of, you know, X Games winner, uh, extreme sports, however you want to talk about it, and uh, and good for him. And I uh, look forward to seeing, you know, how things continue to go for, uh, for Mr. Wolferman there, but... That was worth pointing out. No, no doubt. I mean, it. if you if you were to really point to what sport have Montanans and especially Missoulians thrived in more than any other sport, it's got to be the different versions of extreme skiing, whether it's been the X Games or freestyle or jumps. I mean, Eric Burgess with the gold medal in the 1998 That's games right. in the in the aerials, and I mean, multiple Olympians that I don't know if they're actually born in Missoula, but that trained up at Snowball. I mean, guys like I mean, I've skied with Tanner Hall. I mean, guys like Donovan Power yep. frequents Missoula a lot. Right. So it's cool that these guys that the lineage continues because I think that uh, it's it's fitting when it comes to Missoula, you know, skiers and yep. sort of free extreme attitudes, and uh, it's good for Quinn because I know that he's been competing on the do tour and he's he's continues to work his way up and so yep. it doesn't seem like he's hit any sort of ceiling so well, maybe we'll see him he's, in the uh, he's skiing out of uh, you know salt lake park city and all that right, right. now but uh, when he comes back into town uh, we will uh, make some time we'll get him in here and uh, and talk to him proper about uh, what it's like uh, living the life of a professional ski bum uh let's call it hour one in the books take a quick break come back we talked basketball from last night. Let's talk about basketball tomorrow night. Also, we haven't talked to any of the women's games. Uh, a big win, an expected win for Montana State last night. The Lady Grizz, not so much. So we will cover some of that and then also take a look tomorrow, uh, preview the uh, the flip side of these matchups, Montana versus Weber State and Montana State versus Idaho State right after this. 
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 